Hello from ABA Annual Meeting 2018 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lawrence Galetti. I'm Bob Carlson. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. back. I have the privilege to welcome another brand new president to the ABA. Uh, his name is Bob Carlson. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate being here, Lawrence. Well, before we get started, I definitely want to get into your bio and I want to, we've got a, a list of things to get through. want to, uh, you know, kind of get started on your agenda uh, going forth during your tenure. So, but let's start with your bio. Uh, where do you work? What do you do? Well, I'm a lawyer in Butte, Montana with the Correct Black Carlson and Mickelson Law Firm. And, uh, do mostly products liability defense work and some insurance coverage and insurance defense work. Excellent. So last time we chatted was uh, from the mid-year meeting in Vancouver. Of course, that's Canada, my first time there. Uh, and your firm is about, you said it was five and a half lawyers working there. So yes, that's about true. Right now we have uh, four and a half lawyers. We had a woman who had to leave uh, to take a job in another state when her husband got another job. So we were looking for another lawyer, but right now we're at four and a half lawyers. So I've got kind of an odd question. So what is a half lawyer? In this case, it's a person who's of counsel that's just about retired, but not quite retired, still uh, helping the firm out, still helping clients out, um, but likely to retire within the next year. So in prep for uh, this interview, I talked with Mr. Matt Cemento. He's oftentimes my source for some of these new programs when the presidents take over. And so one of the things that he said that was of particular interest to you, very important to you, was lawyer wellness. And he also commented, and I hope this is okay if I ask, there's a special reason why. Well, thanks, Lawrence. It, there is uh, a reason. Uh, first of all, uh, Butte, Montana is a strong uh, community uh, with a lot of heart and a great deal of community loyalty and spirit. Uh, but we, over the years, have had a, a significant problem with depression and suicide. And Montana as a whole, uh, a very beautiful state, uh, but it um, on any given day is uh, in one, two, or three in suicide, wow. uh, which means depression with, or addiction. We've lost some Montana lawyers over the last several years to suicide, and we've lost lawyers around the country to it. Um, my first really noticeable personal experience with it was returning home from an ABA uh, mid-year meeting that just happened to be a national when I got a phone call from my father. Uh, this was before cell phones. This was the white courtesy phone. I got paged and uh, learned uh, that way that uh, my wife's brother had committed suicide. Oh, my gosh. And after that, when we were talking about it to friends, it was amazing to me how many people that had come up to us and said, well, my cousin committed suicide, or my brother. And over time, it's just becoming a building problem. And Hillary started a program this year. Hillary Bass, the current president, started a program this year uh, on lawyer well-being. And that group has put together a toolkit for assisting lawyers in uh, and uh, judges in law schools and in trying to 
become better practitioners. And our, our premise is that in order to be a competent ethical lawyer, you have to be a healthy lawyer. And with the rise in this country uh, of addiction and depression, it hits the, the legal population as much, if not more, than anyone. And we need to figure out a way to uh, bring a tradition or a culture into the law schools uh, to assist people with these problems and into the practice of law. And it's very important that we keep doing this. Well, and I know it's early in the cycle, but, uh, you know, depression obviously has been part of humanity probably since humans were on the planet first. Uh, you know, obviously drug addiction, you know, new to uh, times when we had drugs. But, uh, you know, on the rise, I mean, that that's that's interesting. You know, it's why are we why are we experiencing higher levels of depression? Why are we experiencing higher levels, higher levels of addiction? Well, I, t I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but it, from my perspective, it it's a high-paced, hectic lifestyle, and we've put a lot of pressure, particularly if you think about law students. And if I back up just a second and say about 20%, they tell me, of uh, the population suffers from depression. So that affects law students. And by the time they get out of law school, the numbers of per the percentage numbers increase. Part of that is it's a difficult time. It's a stressful time. Part of it is that when they get out, they have to take a bar exam. That's a stressful time. And then they get a job and they're trying to make their way in the profession of law. And you, you spend a lot of time helping other people with their problems and probably, frankly, not enough time helping yourself take care of yourself. And so there's the percentage that's going to be depressed that we need to figure out how to help them, how to get help. And there's uh, the percentage of lawyers that need to you know, take care of themselves, take better care of themselves, take time to relax, take time to breathe, walk around the block and, and help themselves out. And it is crucial that we start talking about this. We can't be afraid. It's not a crime to be depressed. It is unfortunate that sometimes that leads to suicide, but we have to look for signs of it in ourselves and in our friends, and we can't be afraid to reach out and speak out. And that's what we're going to try to do. We're going to, I think that's, you make it part of the process that you have friends, you have people to help you, we have people that want to help you. We're not going to punish you if you tell us you have depression or you need help for addiction. We're going to try to get you the help so you can become a healthy lawyer. And so let's talk just briefly about the toolkit. So how is that servicing this need? I mentioned the toolkit because it just got rolled out like Wednesday night, wow. July 31st, and we're still working with it. But we're trying to right now, the next step after preparing the toolkit is to start working with state and local bars from around the country and other organizations and law schools to get the word out, to get them to use it. So wherever we can talk about the fact that it's there on our website, accessible uh, to people, we're going to do that. The other cool thing about the toolkit, it has a nutshell version, which is sort of the Cliff Notes version uh, that you easily download on your phone. It has 80 of the their best tips that are gleaned from the toolkit that you can read, look through very quickly and try to keep handy to remember or refresh yourself on you need to take a breath, you need to walk around the block, you need to get some exercise, you need to get sleep, you need to, you know, uh, take care of yourself, those types of things. Uh, it doesn't hurt to get up and leave your room, your office and walk around the office for a while, get the brain going and then go back to work, if, particularly if you have a, 
a particularly hard question to answer, a hard letter to answer, to respond to, doesn't hurt for you to get outside and, you know, clear the cobwebs, if you will, and uh, help yourself. So there's some basic practical tool uh, information that you self-help yourself. And then I, I think it's just the other thing is just talking about it, just making sure it's not a stigma thing, making sure we get ahead of this and we embrace people and try to help them. So if you haven't already, I highly recommend making an Apple Watch compliant. There's an app, and I'm just blanking the name right now, but when I'm on a flight, it reminds me to stand up. You know, and, you know, I get busy. We work, uh, you know, we work when we fly. We try to make the most out of our uh, out of our travel days. And, you know, just that little reminder. I know it sounds really cheesy, but that little reminder is like, yeah, you know what? I haven't stood up in a while, and I'm going to go stand. I'm going to walk in the aisle for about five minutes. I'll tell you what. It makes a big difference for me. Well, me too. I have the, a similar watch, a version of the Apple Watch, and it tells me when to breathe. <laughs> Take a couple of deep breaths. It might be good for me. also tells me to get up and walk around. I also have a standing desk at my office Those are great. when I'm at my office, which doesn't happen much anymore. But uh, hopefully next year we'll get back into being there a little more. Those are great. Those are great. So I want to transition into some of the more practical elements that you're focusing on. So, you know, I think a lot of people are very excited about your presidency because you come from a smaller firm. And that is the majority, obviously, of attorneys. They, they practice in solos or small firms. And so I do think there's a bit of an emphasis difference. I think that the the problems that small firm lawyers and solos deal with are markedly different than the big firm. They don't have as much support. They don't have as much in terms of resources. And so I know that you're working very actively with the uh, with the blueprint. And, you know, I talked with Chad, uh, Chad Burton from Cura Legal, and he was uh, talking about some of the projects you're working on. So I want to expound upon some of those. Well, we're really excited this year that uh, to take um, the original blueprint idea, which was to assist solo, small firm, medium-sized firms, and young lawyers to uh, make appropriate decisions about what type of law practice management software or tools they needed from virtual receptionists to billing software, that sort of thing. And we're continuing to grow that side of the, the blueprint model. Uh, but the new version is going to include uh, substance-based content, practical information that we have uh, spread across um, the, the ABA entities. Uh, we chose because they volunteered and it, we were all sort of talking at the same time with each other at a meeting last year, the chair elects of those entities, litigation, law practice management division, the general practice solo division, and the young lawyers division to get some of their content, uh, get it in a one central location and start trying to curate the content in sort of a drop and click inquiry fashion, similar to the current version of Blueprint. But instead of going to the technology side, we're going to the substance practice-based side. And it really, I think it has the potential, not just for solo and small firms, and for definitely will benefit younger lawyers who are trying to go out on their own, uh, but it will benefit people in larger firms because in this day and age, we don't have enough time I keep hearing from my friends, they don't have enough time to mentor some of the younger mm -hmm. lawyers. This will help that process. This will bring that content together. And I've talked to a few people just today about, I just left my law firm. I've been hanging out my shingle. And I really could use this help. So we're really excited that this is really going to take us to the next level and prove that day in and day out, the ABA has a great value proposition at a great price for our members and for people who are practicing law. We're trying to use Blueprint to set the gold standard for the practice of law in the future. That's excellent. And you know, I think that's a, 
really important time to do. I know the ABA has had a couple of challenging years recently with a decline in membership, and uh, there's been some restructuring, and you know, there's some moving of finances around that we read about and hear about. And so I think that that's great that you're offering the, the practical tips. I just think that that's that's why you turn to your your uh, bar administrations, uh, you know, your national ones and your local ones, is that you want to be better at your craft. Well, that's true. I mean, we and we think we provide the best resources, and we're working hard to collaborate with state and local bars around the country to team up and prove that we can work together, prove that we are in a little bit different space, but share ideas, share goals, so that being a member of the ABA will be almost like being having a member benefit, not only from the ABA's perspective, but also from the state and local bar's perspective. So we're really uh, working on collaborating with all the groups around the country to, to help their lawyers be better lawyers. Well, so we're getting close to the end of our time, but uh, my, one of my last substance questions, I want to reiterate something that we talked about. And so uh, at our last conversation in Vancouver, you'd said something to me. You said the ABA, in terms of the American lawyer, we speak for you. You know, you said we speak for you when it comes to access to justice. You said we speak for you when it comes to law school accreditation. We speak for you in legal ethics and rules of professional conduct. And so I know it's early in your tenure, but uh, after your year is done, and I'm sort of nicknaming this your Big Sky presidency, how do you want your Big Sky presidency to speak for the American lawyer? Well, I think that, first of all, I want to congratulate uh, the lawyers in this country for stepping up on issues of access to justice, and particularly in the last uh, few months with issues related to separation of children from their parents at the border. A number of lawyers and non-lawyers from around the country have stepped up to participate and to assist in trying to reunite those children. There's more work to be done, and we're going to continue to do that work. But we speak for the American lawyer also uh, to stand up and defend the judiciary, to uh, stand up and defend the Constitution, which includes the press, which includes uh, people who um, are seeking to be treated fairly under the law. At the end of the year, if we can move the access to justice needle a little closer to closing the gap in justice in this country, if we can get uh, the justice system to look a little more like the communities we live in, if we can get some of the issues on our borders, not from a partisan standpoint, from just a constitutional law access to justice standpoint, a little closer together, I think we're going to be in a better place. We are going to stay above the rhetoric and we are going to stay above the cynicism and prove that once and for all, and for all time, the American Bar Association speaks for the American lawyer. Well, we are running, definitely running out of time, and I know you've got to get on to uh, some of your other appointments. But uh, before we close it out today, I have one last question for you. You know, our listeners out there, uh, they, maybe they didn't get that chance to go to ABA Annual. Uh, maybe they're thinking about going to Mid-Year, which is in Las Vegas this, this year. And what hotel is it at? It's at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Oh, that is going to be a really fun time. It is, and the entire meeting is going to be in the one building. They've got great convention space there, so everybody's going to be meeting together. All right, so you heard that, lawyers uh, out there, ABA Mid-Year Meeting in Las Vegas. That'd be a really good time. So how can our listeners reach out to you if they have questions, they want to send you some information? How can they find you? Well, they can, first of all, follow me at ABA, on Twitter at ABA President, uh, and then they could, frankly, connect with me at my B. Carlson at cpklawmt.com. Excellent. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guest the brand new president, Bob Carlson, for joining us today. 
Thanks, Lawrence. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. And we also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please find us and then rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.